pick is finally in. With the first pick of the 2014 NFL Draft. With the first selection of the 2018 MLB Draft. With the first pick in the 2003 NBA Draft. Now for the reason we're all here. We have some business to do. The first selection of the 2013 Welcome in to the National first Hockey pick podcast, Hardwood Hoopla. I don't know if that name's going to stick. I like it, though, but uh, I don't know. Kevin, Kevin hoopla. I don't know how I feel about I like Hoopla. hoopla. <laughs> I like Hoopla. Um, I love you. are like the nickname king. You're always to trying to find catchy ways to say I like it. I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's going to stick, but we'll see. Um, but we're talking some NBA today. It is February the 6th, 2020, and uh, trade deadline day, Kev. 3 p.m. We're recording this at 11 a.m. So uh, some things went down. Um, some things are going down. We're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, get into some standings, get into some fantasy, um, and uh, that's it. But but let's get to the spiel. You know the deal. Got to do it. Uh, I'm your boy, Vinny Goombach. Listen to the First Pick Podcast, NBA edition. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram, at V-I-N-N-Y-G-O-O-M-B-O-T-S. And if you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at The First Pick Pod. Big Kev, tell them where they can find you. Tell them where they can listen. And let's get rolling in this NBA edition. At BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, all of those spots. You can get us. But let's just get right into it. Let's get into the spiel. Then we're going to give you guys, you know, we're going to talk about the trade deadline. We're going to talk about a few teams that maybe we're concerned about. Maybe how these trades might help a few teams maybe get themselves into a conference championship game, a matchup, versus most likely either Milwaukee Bucks, the LA Clippers, whoever. And then uh, we'll finish it out from there. Go ahead, Vinny Goombats. Um, I mean, well, let's dive into the trades. That's the first thing we're going to discuss here. Um, and then... Uh, That'll kind of, kind of, kind of give us an idea of where these teams are going. You're, 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 you're more um, like I didn't even know that one of the things was in the works. So uh, first trade we'll discuss is that big Mondo four team trade that moved Clint Capella. Break, break that down for us, Kev. Uh, there's really not much there. Clint Capella goes to the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, Robert Covington goes to the Rockets along with guard Jordan Bell, second-round pick from the Warriors, uh, 2024. T-Wolves receive Malik Beasley. Uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, but Her- Hernan Gomez, Juan Juanacho Juan Hernan Gomez. Right. I'm not going to do that. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. We apologize, sir. Uh, Evan Turner and uh, Jared Vanderbilt, along with a first-round pick from 2020 via from the Nets. And the Nuggets receive... Gerald Green, Noah Valen, Shabazz Napier, um, Kita Bates, Diop, and uh, a first-round pick in that as well. Earlier on, back in Jan- back on January 25th, the Mavericks got uh, Willie Colley Stein for a pick from the Warriors, and then the one that went down as of most recent last night was the Warriors got a second, one, two, three, three second-round picks. From the Sixers for guard Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III, trying to get some scoring off of their bench there. I think that was a good move for them. Um, I spoke to the Philly Ringer, who is a Sixers fan, and he kind of just thinks that they just made a move 
out of the sake of making a move. I could kind of see that because it wasn't a big splash. You know what I mean? But they definitely need something there in Philly. They're they're a good team with a good coach. Maybe this is going to be something off of their bench where they can get some points and have like a good second unit. Um, and then the last trade that I, I see was um, between the Kings and the Hawks. Uh, the Kings will receive Jabari Parker and Alex Lynn. And the Hawks will re- receive Dwayne Dedman and two second-round picks. So, for me, let, let's go back to the Sixers real fast. Sure. I don't think Glenn Robinson – well, I, I get it with the whole second team. The second unit does need a little a little kick in the pants. But My bad. We forgot the Iguodala trade. Oh, boy. And yeah. then Andre Iguodala going to uh, in Ma- a, Miami Heat. the Miami Heat. And now they're also, as of right now, they are in a conversation with Danilo Gallinari about in a contract extension. But this contract extension would actually allow him to be a free agent this summer. They're looking to get a bullet, a nice grenade, one that just throws off and it, hopefully it blows up in this season. If it doesn't, great. If it's fine, then you can go on and they leave themselves open for a free agent. If the deal goes through and they can do that contract extension, that's what the Miami Heat are looking for as per Adrian Wojnarowski from uh, from uh, ESPN. Gotcha. Uh, so go ahead, talk about the Sixers. I cut you off. No problem. So with the Sixers, they have, it's like for me, like some people like spicy spaghetti sauce. Some people like sweet. And then when you get it, you're like, ah, it's good, but I don't really like it. And that's that's what I feel like. And for me, I love spicy. So I feel like the 76ers are like that sweet spaghetti sauce. Like there's something just off. I prefer I prefer something else. They need to take back an ingredient, whether it's Tobias Harris. What they really miss is Jimmy Butler. The value that Jimmy Butler has going back, think about it. The Timberwolves were a number three seed in the West with Jimmy Butler there. Like, what does that say? They and haven't then, won, and right now they haven't won a game since the beginning of January. And then what? Jimmy Butler goes to the 76ers. What happens? They are one shot, one Kawhi Leonard crouched down, tongue out of his mouth, waiting for the ball to fall in, shot away from going to the NBA championship. Who was present? Jimmy Butler. Now he's not there. Now what? Bum juice. Especially on the road. At home, they play well. But what do you think of this? I think Joel Embiid, the team is better without him when he's not on the floor. I could agree to that. They took on the Lakers. They took on a few really good teams without Joel Embiid. They moved the football. They played defense. Ben Simmons was the center of the team. He is a share first guy. You know, and sometimes I think too much, too too, too much sharing. It's like be be aggressive, man. Nobody can stop him from getting to the basket. He's the most. Uh, he's the number one comparison we have to LeBron James as far as a guy. Putting his head down. If he is moving the ball, they're on a semi-fast break, on a fast break, or even if he just takes it from the top of the key, he is very difficult, very difficult to stop from getting to the basket. Uh, I think they need to shake up that starting team. They need to shake up Al Horford. They need to shake up Embiid, Simmons, something. Tobias Harris wasn't the piece. You should have got rid of Tobias and kept Jimmy, but they don't like his attitude. They seem to love him in Miami, so I don't know, man. Um, I can't argue with you there. You know, you're more of the insight there um, than I am. So you put it together well, and I agree exactly what you're saying. It seems like Jimmy Butler, you know, uh, is the piece, at least in in Miami. Uh, Since since we're bringing Miami up, let's talk about that. Uh, Bringing in Andre Iguodala. Guy that's been on the couch for the last couple uh, months. Um, Definitely an old dude, but a crafty vet. I think... uh, he adds a great piece to this team. It's something I've talked about on, on our football stuff, but I like to have a champion in my locker room, and that guy's a champion. You that, know what I mean? 
and he could give you high pace for 28 minutes. Yeah, off the bench. I, I need 28 yeah. minutes from you of high-level defense, rebounding. He can distribute. He's smart. Like you said, he, like I think this is a wonderful addition. And then you're going to add the fire pa- firepower. It's like having a war and then getting the new, the latest, uh, you know, uh, e- <laughs> I was just going to say EKG. <laughs> it's not It's not an EKG. Uh, <laughs> But the latest rocket launcher in Danilo Gallinari, he's going to come in and give you 18 and 8, and that's going to be huge for those guys. You know what I'm saying? Because right now, their number one scorers, obviously, you have Jimmy Butler, you have Bam Adebayo, and I think Goran Dragic is their next best scorer off the bench. Tyler Hero's playing well. You have Duncan Robinson, who's your three-point sniper out there, but they're top. they need another scorer. I think this is huge for the Miami Heat. Even if they don't get Danilo, I think it helps them get to the Easter's Conference Championship. Uh, let's touch on that real quick. Any interest in adding uh, Andre Ingudala in fantasy for anybody out there that, that plays fantasy basketball? I have to see first. Me too. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm doing a wait and see model. I don't mind letting somebody else. You want to go out there and grab them? You know that's on you. And I need W's right now, so I really can't. I'm you, in the same boat. You know, so you know. I I can't I can't really take too much of a risk. I took a risk with Steph Curry, and I have to wait another three weeks to see if that even pays off. Everybody else is healthy. I'm not going to take another another guy who I don't know what's coming from. Yeah, him. I'm not I'm not messing with Iggy. Uh, I'd rather see him play first. There's a, there's been a couple guys that I've, I've I've done that with, and um, I've done I've, I've done I've done fairly well um sitting back and waiting. Thomas Bryant of the Washington Wizards, he was a guy that I saw people jump on right away once he came back. He was on a lim- on a minutes restriction and then he got hurt again. And he never was really good. So I am not wasting a roster move on Iggy right now. I don't even know when he's going to play. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's is he going to meet the team on the road trip and play in Sacramento? I doubt it. You know what I mean? Um so for fantasy basketball players I'm not jumping on Iggy right now. I'll, I'll wait and see what he does, and uh, if nobody else scoops him up, then maybe, then maybe so. But he does, he does have a name attached to him, so there's a little name bias there. So somebody might snag him up beforehand. I'm not going to be one of them. Yeah, and fantasy wise, I think that name that name bias helps in an actual basketball game, though. Like when it comes to actual gameplay for the Miami Heat, I think he's going to be absolutely massive for them moving forward. But thinking about the Eastern Conference Championship. I agree with you so oh. much, so much so that uh, I talked to you about it. I'm just gonna mention it. Um, I got to stop at the uh, sports book on the way home from your house. So right now we're recording in uh, Casa de Dykes here, and um, <laughs> I pass. I pass the sports book on the way home from here. And I got to stop there, cash a ticket, and I'm gonna check the futures for the Miami Heat to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and I'm hoping that because our our sports book isn't. Um, as illustrious as some of the others, maybe not as quick, I could get the the Miami Heat at good odds to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, excuse me. Yeah, Eastern Conference Finals, and then also to the you know become the Eastern Conference champion. I'm going to look at two different um, futures tickets there. I like that, man. And the <laughs> based off of that conversation, the Toronto Raptors have won 12 straight games. Yo. Last night was... Nuts, by the way. It was. Nick Nurse, first of all, is a good coach. Very good coach. Like, this dude, no matter what, every time we come on here, I have said the Toronto Raptors always have a good basketball team. Who's a better coach, Nick Nurse or Kyle Shanahan? 
I, I, He's gonna be killing one. me. Last Kyle one, Shanahan was they, great they in that game. He was a great. This coach. is the basketball crew. They're like, man, don't be bringing that football stuff. You're here. right. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. He ahead. was great gotta, in the Super Bowl. I gotta Bowl. take my jokes. Go ahead. Yes, but um, it since either uh, Dwayne Casey was the coach who was there before Nick Nurse, and they had a good team with him. They should have kept him. That was so stupid. But I, you know, I think Dwayne Casey would have did just as good a job as Nick Nurse. But with his opportunity, you have Siakam, you have Fred Van Vliet, you have Kyle Lowry. You have Serge Ibaka, who's playing well, had 30 last night. Kyle had over 30 last night. They can't, like, it was a really good basketball game. Obviously, obviously came down to a basket. They're going to be a problem for whoever they face. Like, right now, I think Miami is the fourth seed in the league. This is, I think, it's going to be a really, really fun NBA playoffs. I look forward fourth to it. Fourth seed man. in the East. You are correct. Okay. So, uh, like, and where's Toronto at? Two. <laughs> Dose. No, 12 straight, man. That's not, that's not, that's hard to do, man. And they're doing it without a key guy off the bench in Norman Powell. Right. He got hurt again, uh, something with his finger or something. He was coming like in with 20 points a game there for like a five, six game stretch. He, he, set, he was setting the league on fire and then ha- and he hasn't been able to kind of um, stay healthy in that amount of time. So I'm very impressed with the Toronto Raptors. And I think if they pull off Gallinari, the Heat do, I think it's going to be huge. And I might be telling you on that ticket. Don't forget, too, um, Marcus All was out last night, so that's major. You know, this team hasn't been fully healthy. I don't know. I don't know since I don't know when. You know what I mean? Like, the, you know, you know, Van Vliet missed time, then Siakam missed time. Now Norman Powell's out. Now Marcus All's out. Um, the only one that's probably been playing the whole time is Kyle Lowry. He's been he's been there. Like, like I don't think he missed steady any as game. hell, man. Um, and he becomes whatever they need him to. If you need thirty two, I got you. You need fifteen assists, I got you. You need defense, I got you. You know he's smaller, so sometimes he can be a liability there. But he's a really smart guy, so I love Kyle Ry- Kyle Lowry. He's on my all time lawyer team for teams uh, for players that I will uh, I'll be a lawyer for any day. And Patrick McCall's play- plays well off the bench too. I'm just you know talking about the role players here. Um, OG and Obi, he 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 starts the guy. He's fantasy irrelevant though. Uh, there's so many times I see him on the wire, and I want to get him just because of his minutes. He play, he starts. You know, and you start, you got a good chance. But he just, I don't know what's up with the dude. Defense just, rebounds. That's all he's yeah, there for. So he, you know, <laughs> um, and they got they got a uh, a mix of of you know good role players. Do you do you see them making a move at all? I, I don't just because I don't know what they can give away other than draft picks and. You know. I would if I was them, like I'm staying with my team, and they're proving you do that a lot though. Uh, uh, you do that if you General think you manager have, Kevin does that a lot. I do Stay though. With my team. This what the, what's the draft for? You know what I'm I saying? Got, no, not, I'm with you. Not, not not that you shouldn't use free agency. Not that you shouldn't make a trade. But they're young and they ha- and they already have. Think about it. What do you want on the team? You want young talent. You got Siakam. You got Fred VanVleet. Right. You need that that superstar. Or, well, how about star? You have Kyle Lowry. I wouldn't say superstar on Kyle Lowry. Star. Yeah. And also a veteran. And then you need an older, gritty veteran. And you have Marcus Gasol. And you still have Serge Ibaka, who kind of fits in a couple roles, you know? Mm-hmm. He could be your scorer. He could be your veteran. What I, I think they have the perfect pot of spaghetti, in my, in my opinion. Uh, my bad. I was just looking at... Uh... First half under ticket that I can't. <laughs> no problem. The only thing I think they're missing is the superstar. The superstar matters huge, big time in the NBA playoffs because you need a guy who can make the shot that Kawhi Leonard made last year. If I have to remind you again, tongue out, crouch down, that you need a guy who can make a contested basketball shot. Who is that going to be for them? Will Siakam step up? He did last year. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't he do it again this one? Mm-hmm. I like the ingredients they got. Yeah, I 
can't argue. You know, can't argue with you there. I just, for me, you you know how I am, man. I'm thinking in the general mind, the general manager's mindset. Make moves. Like, I gotta. I want to. I want to get that last piece to to get me over the top. And I I just think they're playing great. Obviously, 12 game win streak. Uh, I went against them last night. I took the Pacers plus the six points. Um, shout out to anybody who had them on the money line. That's a brutal beat. Uh, my you know my boy uh one I had two people that tailed me on that play you know anytime you take an underdog you kind of grit your teeth you oh man I don't know you know what I'm saying that was it but for me the Pacers were a play last night because 12 game win streak now it was 11 obviously going into last night Uh, I think they're they're due for an L soon you know what I mean due for a non-cover which which was one of one last night so to say and uh I think this team is really good but are they good enough I don't think so. I don't think they're good enough to get past the Bucks this time, this time around. I can't wait to find out. No, I, yeah, and yeah. I'm with you. I don't. I like who who like. I think they have the bodies to throw at Giannis. Nobody really has anybody who can guard Giannis. I think Anthony Davis is the best matchup for him in the league as far as size. Somebody who can ma- match his athleticism and also give him a ta- hard time offensively. I think he is the other prototype basketball player that has the best chance. LeBron is too old now. He can't do it for long periods of time. You also have to worry about Anthony Davis kind of being. But you're not going to really worry about that matchup until the NBA Finals, right? So who in the East has that body that can do that? I don't think anybody does. Yeah, I mean, maybe. What, what about your boy, Bam? No, okay. he ain't there yet. <laughs> I, I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody in the East in those top teams, whether it be Toronto, whether whether it be Miami. I don't see anybody who has that player yet. Maybe Miles Turner if they go against the Pacers, but he, I, I just see him getting eaten up. He's a good defensive player. I, I just don't see anybody who can match this guy's greatness right now. Uh, I can't argue with you. Let's run through real quick the Eastern Conference, just the top eight that we normally do. Uh, Bucks at one, Raptors at two, Celtics at three, Heat at four, Pacers at five, Sixers sliding down at six, Nets at seven, and Magic at eight. Then there's a bunch of the you know the bums floating the, around. The bum there. juice trying to get in that eight spot. <laughs> I got 19 wins in the ninth spot. That's sickening, man. Uh, that's weird. Let me hop in real fast yeah. though. Um, the Boston Celtics is one I did want to chat about. Talk I, to me. I feel like three is the limit. Four can't be it. If you have four yeah. good players, it's a problem. Mm-hmm. It is just difficult. How Any many of them you got on your fantasy squad, by I the way? have three of them. <laughs> I, I, I have Gordon Hayward. I have Jason Tatum. I like it now. I like that. I love it when Kemba Walker's not there. I like when one of them is not there. Obviously, preferably Kemba Walker because I don't have that one. Hey, but it seems to me like there's always one of them not there. Right. Yeah, you know, it always out. But they always play better when that one is out. I agree. Like, get rid of one. You know, stick with three. Get yourself a mid, a middle a middle level player and get rid of one. I, I don't know which one you want that to be. or and But they also do play as a team. I don't think they have an ego problem. You know, I don't think it's that. I just think it doesn't function as well when there's four really good basketball players on your squad. On any team, quite honestly. Think about all the big threes we had. It was three for a reason, in my opinion. No, nah, you, know, you know, you make a great point. You make a great point because I see that. You know, a lot of times they're like, oh, Kemba Walker's not playing. And, they, you know, for me, you know, I look at the betting angle first. They factor that into the line. And I'm like, well, I don't care if Kemba Walker's not playing. That that makes it an easier line for me. Right. Because now that, it, like last night, they were minus six, six and a half without Kemba. 
you know, with Kemba, that's a that's a eight and a half nine point spread. Right. They covered, but you know, I'm like, cool. I don't need him. Right. Oh, you know, in one night it's not Hayward. One night it's not Tatum. Tatum missed what two weeks almost or whatever. One night it's not Brown. One night it's not Smart. Smart isn't one of the those guys, but he is a key player. Um, you know, coming off the bench. He's for that the team. most. He's after those. He's the fifth most important player to the team, in my opinion. I agree. And then it would be probably Cantor Theus combo there. Yes. Yeah, obviously the starters are. You know, because I mean? they but, do the they do the garbage yes. and they do and they like to do garbage. I love guys that like. That's me. When I play ball, I like to do the garbage. Right. I like that. I want to set screens. I want rebounds, passes. I'm the last guy to shoot it. That's why and then your like, stars feed you. They yes. understand that you're doing garbage. Let me get you an alley oop. Let me get you easy two point shots. And, you know, that, that's what good teams do at the end of the day. But just to my point, that's the only reason why I wanted to bring up the Celtics. I think they're a very good team. But I do think they function better when they only have three of their stars playing in basketball games. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. Um, I, I see that often with this team. And, and that's why, uh, for me, when I back the Celtics, it never bothers me when one of those four guys are out. It helps with props, too. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's, that's – Gordon Hayward has gone over three games in a row. Okay. Um 76ers. What? What are we going to talk about them? I have nothing to say. I already said it. Like okay. when we were talking about the trade. Okay. They, they need to change something. They they have four players and they don't function. They have four players themselves. You know, now I wouldn't put Tobias Harris on the same level as a Joel Embiid or a Ben Simmons. But, and then also Al, Hor- Al Horford's getting slower. I think Al Horford should be the person to go. He's the oldest of the group. Uh, not as useful, I don't think, as he used to be. Um, he can still make a big shot. He still is a big guy who can shoot three-point shots, all of that stuff. But they need to change something. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to just try to ride this baby out to the end, and it's going to be what it's going to be. And I don't think that's going to be much. I think it's going to be an early, um, a early out in the NBA Eastern Conference playoffs. We'll see. But I think Brett Brown, if he doesn't get it done this year, if he doesn't even get to the, the Eastern Conference Finals, even if he does, he might get fired. Yeah, the NBA don't play games. I kind I don't like that. They just uh, fire coaches left and right, um, almost as bad as the NHL. Uh, let me ask you a question here. 76ers, Nets, Magic. They're bringing up the rear of the Eastern Conference. Do you see anything change in there? I think the 76ers are going to make the playoffs. They have the talent. Do you think any of those other bottom teams, 9, 10, 11, Washington, Detroit, Chicago, they sneak in as the eighth seed, or is this what we're going to see for the rest of the year? I don't really think that there's going to be much of a change as far as these teams are concerned. I think the big change or the fight, will be in the West at that bottom end. You got Memphis, you got a bunch of young bucks, you got the Spurs who are who have a great coach and still have good players over there. I think that's where we're going to see the big fight at the bottom of the conference when it comes to the playoffs, which is not too far away. So you brought up the West. Let's get to the West. Uh, I'm, I'll run through the, the, the standings right now, and then we'll talk about that. Lakers at one, Clippers at two, Nuggets at three, Rockets at four, Utah sliding on down at five, uh, OKC at six, Dallas at seven, and them young boys down there, in Memphis, at eight. Talk to me about the talk to me about this Western Conference, Kev. What are you liking so far? What are you seeing um, right now? The one thing I, I want to talk about is how the Utah Jazz are on a five game losing streak. Um, they look like they look like dog poop. I don't know what it is because everybody's healthy. What's up? I, that I don't know. Uh, and I was not able to see enough of the game last night to give you an actual solid view of what's going on. But they're not scoring enough points at that. Mm-hmm. In the third quarter, they put up 20 points and 18 in the fourth quarter. Where, where's Donovan Mitchell? 
Where, where, where's the all-star player that we thought we were getting in this guy? But he's also a Kobe-like player when it comes to, like, don't trust me, I'm not comparing him to Kobe Bryant, but when it comes to volume, taking a lot of shots, all of those kind of things, which is not always the best. He is not the most efficient player. That is something Kobe Bryant was not, was efficient at times. So when it comes to that, I, I think that's part of their biggest problem. He's their best scorer. And he's not scoring enough points. Like I don't know, I don't know what they're supposed to do in that area. And Rudy Gobert is great. He'll give you that twenty and fifteen. He'll give you eighteen and fifteen. I feel like he does his job consistently, and he is a better defensive player, I think, than he is an offensive player. I see OKC coming up, taking over Houston, but when uh, taking over uh, Utah spot, I think that they're a very good basketball team down there. I don't know. I'm a little nervous, though, with the loss of Gallinari, but um, I think that also means that they have a little faith in some of the younger players that they have on their squad. I think that is part of the choice, but I thought he was important to OKC winning, but Utah, I don't think they're going to hold that fifth spot. We'll see what happens. OKC is a surprising team, man. I, I, th- I, said, about, I said it on our last pod. Um, they, 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 I guess, uh, you know, they sent Chris Paul off to die. You know, they thought that this team was just going to be terrible and they're not, I just don't understand why they would trade Gallinari away. Why, what, what do you think the move has to do there? Because I think he's an integral part of this team. I, I do agree that they got some great young talent, but he's some of the reason why they're winning in my opinion. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, you have Nolan's Noel. Some of these guys, these are guys coming off the bench and contributing to the team. I think the number one reason right now, though, is Shea Alexander, the 21-year-old, 6'5". He, he's a forward, I mean, shooting guard for these guys. The boy can put the ball into the basket. Hamadou Diallo, also 21 points, uh, 21 points, 21 years old, another shooting guard. I, I, I think they feel comfortable in getting points, and that's really what Danilo Gallinari is there for you for, right? He'll get you, he'll get you six or six or seven rebounds but um i i don't know i think they feel like with these young guys i think they'll be all right um okay i i, got, I can't i can't argue with you i just wanted to kind of get the, the the thought process behind it because that's the only thing you know, i can really think of you me, know yeah, yeah no no for me and to I, clear space for money to get another player probably maybe, when it comes to yeah. free agency we got we got a lot going on and we only got what Three, three and a half, about three hours left. It's right. noon. So <laughs> right. hopefully something goes down uh, in the next couple hours so we can talk about it. So, again, we're doing this right before the trade deadline. So by the time you guys hear this, you know, we could be talking about something that already that didn't happen yet or could be irrelevant at this point because so-and-so got moved. So, you know, keep that in mind. Uh, I know some of the bigger NBA pods, they do like a live show and stuff like that. Hopefully we get there uh, next year, but we ain't there yet. So um, talk about the bottom of the Western Conference, Kev, and the things that you wanted to discuss there. So first, I want to talk about Memphis and maybe a little drama. Save it for your mama, right? I know you don't like this oh stuff, boy. but I just want to... <laughs> Here we go with this, man. <laughs> but I... Third NBA pod. We got to go with the NBA soap opera. I, I, I think you... <laughs> <laughs> Vince gets grumpy sometimes. He does. He doesn't like. He doesn't like storylines. Sometimes he gets annoyed with it. Just wants to talk about basketball and the betting numbers. But I think you would appreciate this one because if you were on Memphis and John Moran came out saying bleep. Andre Iguodala. He don't want to play with us. They were like, I can't wait till he gets traded away so we can show him what it's like to be here in Memphis and how we feel about basketball. So I feel like if you were on Memphis, you'd be like, I'm with that. Get out of here if you don't want to be here. You know, do you agree with that? Uh, I agree. I get him, get him gone. You don't want to play with us? Hit the road, buddy. We okay. don't want you anyway. And I get what he said. He ain't been here all year. We don't want, they're playing good without him, bro. They don't need him. The one thing I will say though, Memphis brought him in as a piece to get rid of. 
So I, okay. I think they're kind of, you know what I'm saying? He's he like, was brought in to be sent out. They didn't I even give him the guy a jersey based on, um, oh, man. yeah, whatever, whatever you're gonna say. I'll just fill in so you're not, you know. Um, I'm cool with that from the organization, but when you got guys in a locker room, you know what I mean? That that that's two different things. The organization brings you in for one reason, but the guys in the locker room want you on the court. They don't care about that stuff, and he ain't want to play with them. He said it. I don't want, you know, what right? I mean? Okay, fine. They and they look good with, for a young team. And you know what, man? They would actually be doing really well if he was there because he's a vet. He would be able to help those young guys. And you know what? I'm with him. You know, I'm I'll, with you I'll on watch that. It. And it was Amin Hassan who was the one who said that. He's like, they didn't even give the guy a jersey. He was brought there literally as a piece to move. He was just giving perspective on the process. Mm. But I'm also with you. If I'm John Morant, get out if you don't want to be here, bro. Yeah, it was him and what uh, Dylan Brooks. Yes, Dylan yeah. Brooks. Yes. What, what was the whole thing with the, the the John Morant and the Steph Curry thing? What was that about? Well, Steph Curry See, came because I, I don't even follow that junk. So <laughs> well, I... Steph Curry came in and defended Andre Iguodala for making the choices that he made, and then John Morant responded with KD holding the MVP up mm. as you know as basically saying to Steph Curry you only won that last one and the last two because you needed Kevin Durant to come in to make sure you got your mm. chips that was the point of him sending that photo to Steph Curry <laughs> John Morant is out here he don't care he on fire <laughs> I like John Morant yeah I'm just saying I, I'm, I, I became like a that fan kid. you know what I mean I like that kid He, you know what I mean it's like uh, I, I, I like to reference a saying from one of my favorite TV shows, The Wire, and Omar. That's how they used to say him, Omar. Omar used to say, you come at the king, you best not miss. Yeah. So John Morant, <laughs> uh, when, when when Chef Curry gets back on the court, man, you better you better let the game do the talking. Uh, I'm, I'm not a guy that I don't, I don't like to talk junk, um, so uh, that's not part of my game there. But I like John Morant. I've been following him um, last year because you know me. I know them small schools. Half the world didn't know Murray State existed until the tournament. Uh, and when they won their first game, I was sitting there like this with the big old smile on my face because I backed them. I know the deal about Murray State. Uh, actually, Murray State is in action tonight, by the way, taking on <laughs> Belmont. Uh, it's a big rivalry. <laughs> Only Vinugu bots those things like that, yeah, by the way, ladies right, and gentlemen. Right. But back to the NBA. Uh, I like this Memphis team, man. Jared Jackson Jr. been playing well. Uh, they got a Dookie, too. You know, I got to shout out my Dookies, man. Grayson Allen. He comes off the bench, probably gets like six minutes a game. Um, they got another one, Tyus Jones. You know what I mean? I like that stuff. They got dogs over there. Yeah. If I'm the coach of a team like that, I'll, I'll be happy to coach every day. You got dogs who are going to go out and fight every single game. And the last thing I just wanted to point out, though, as far as the Western Conference, Portland, three games back. San Antonio, three and a half games back. New Orleans, five games back. Phoenix is only five games back. It's like, this is, you know, it's not. And and Sacramento, five and a half games back out of eight. This is me going all the way to the bottom. And then Minnesota and Golden State are, you know, I don't even want to talk about them. But so there's one, two, three, four, five teams that, that are below Memphis outside of that eight seed that are within three to five games back of the eighth spot. All these games matter for all these teams to at least get in there, get yourself a little playoff bonus. You'll wind up getting waxed by the Lakers or the Clippers, depending if you're seven or eight. Um, but either way, it's going to be a close fight there in the West at the bottom. Uh, yeah, I can't agree with you. I can't can't argue, excuse me, with you there. Um, and this is the one part of me, the basketball, that kind of makes me like, eh, I just don't, I don't care. This is the thing about basketball that turns me off. I don't care about anybody three through eight. Because nobody's getting past the Lakers and the Clippers. That's it. We just saw one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference play the Clippers and lose. You know, when the Clippers got their guys, they're not losing. 
You know what I mean? And I know that the Heat weren't at full strength, but even with Tyler well, Ty- got hurt during the game too. Yeah, but even with Tyler Hero and Miles Leonard in there, I maybe it's a little bit closer of a game. Uh, and you know, and I know Jimmy Butler got hurt. It wasn't like they got blown out, but it it really wasn't a close game. Right. Uh, in, in the first half, it was because I was awake. I watched a little bit of it, and that's the kind of thing that, that turns me off with the NBA. Uh, I I don't. I, I it's going to be the Lakers and the Clippers, and, and you can't tell me any different. You can say whatever you want. If I could bet. I would lay three to one that the Lakers and the Clippers wind up in the Western Conference Finals. And for those of y'all that don't know what three to one means, I would put up three hundred dollars to only win a hundred. I'd put up five hundred dollars to only win a hundred dollars that it will come down to the Lakers and Clippers for the Western Conference. And you want to go to the East? I will do the same thing and tell you that the Milwaukee Bucks will be one of the two teams. And that's my problem with the NBA. That's my problem with the NBA. But it's kind of you. You have a problem that the superstars have such a strong lay on the team. We only have, think about it, there's only two superstars at the most on any team right now. There's only five players on the court. That means one player weighs so heavy. That's been the game since the beginning of time. If you had Jerry West, you were going to win basketball games. If you had Bill Russell, you are going to win basketball games. If you had Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, if you had Karl Malone, if you had Patrick Ewan, if you're going to have a great player on your squad, especially when there's only five, five guys at a time and he can touch the ball every time, he can assist, he can rebound, it is just the natural nature of the game, no? No, I agree. I played basketball, so I'm well aware of the fact that when you have a good player in your team, you win more. It's not like that in any other sport. Right. The, the, basketball is the ultimate one-guy sport. You know, it is a team, it is a team game. We, we do know that. But you can't just have a bunch of good guys. You got to have one great guy, right? And he be surrounded by other people. And um, in basketball, that's the only one that I think is like that because we've seen it plenty of times in other sports where you have one great player and a bunch of good guys that get nowhere. In basketball, one guy can carry you. We saw it with LeBron year after year with Cleveland. You know what I mean? He, you Kawhi know, just last year. Yeah, exactly. And well, that showed they had a great one team and great, one great yeah, player. One great guy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just looking at. I, I got Woj. Ad, how you say his name? Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, I have his um his alerts turned on in, in my uh, Twitter feed. So every time he makes a post, I'm like, <laughs> I'm breaking my neck. And I'll get to that because I could care less. I'm not a NBA fan. I'm worried about fantasy. Understood. And we're gonna get to that in our on our little fantasy five. Little, we're gonna spend like five minutes on fantasy. Um, and before we do that, the thing I, I wanted to discuss with with the NBA is. I just like I like my sports with parity. That's it. And I think the two sports where you don't, you never know what's going to happen is baseball and hockey. And that's my favorite thing about those two sports is that it don't matter who is the seeding don't matter. None of that matters. We saw it last year in those two sports alone. I said it. Anything could happen. We saw a team, the St. Louis Blues in hockey, were dead last this time last year. They were dead last. In the NHL, they were the worst team. They won the Stanley Cup. Right. In the beginning of the baseball season, halfway through, about a quarter, a little bit over a quarter, the Washington Nationals were the worst team in the, in the, in the NL. They were one of the worst teams in the NL, and they won the World Series. They got into the World Series as a wild card. That will never happen in the NBA. And I, that's the part of me that gets turned off. That's just me. Some you're you're a different sports fan. You like you like your juggernauts. I don't like my juggernauts. I like the underdog. I'm an underdog. I always root for the underdog. 
And uh, well, I prefer the NBA be now than than have the big threes. I like this version I, of the NBA now rather than too. big threes. That I, I will tell you. Uh, I, that, I really like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely like that more now than you know than more. It's more of a team game. I think we're gonna get what you're looking for. I honestly think we're gonna get that now in the West. I'm with you, but we're gonna get that for that second East spot. We're gonna have it's gonna who's it gonna be? Is it gonna be Boston? Is it gonna be Toronto? But I'm with you. I don't. Nobody's gonna. I don't think uh, the Milwaukee Bucks will be there now. Will they make it to the championship? Will Giannis be able to get over the hump? We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I think they have a good shot. Uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm I'm gonna go check on that on that futures ticket to see if I could get what I can get the Miami Heat at there because I, I like the moves that they're trying to make and the move that they already made. So. Let's go to fantasy. We're just going to spend uh, five minutes there. We know that's we're going to call this a little five-minute fantasy section uh, for our NBA pods. Kevin and I play in a league together, um, and we hope to you know have a first pick pod listener league next year. There might be some people out there that that that, that play fantasy basketball, and some that might be intrigued for next year. So these are things you want to follow. Uh, let's start, Kev. How you doing so far this year? And let's talk about you know uh, your mindset going in into the season right now up to this point. Um, I set a plan and I kind of stuck with it, and I feel like it's working for me now. Also, in our league, we don't have the most active players, but regardless, my team has stepped up. Um, I feel very good about where I'm at. I'm definitely going to win this week. I'm hoping right now I'm in the third place in the West Conference. Uh, the number one guy is the Philly Ringer. He's also in our uh, basketball fantasy league. He's 11-4, and 9-6 for Team Palmer. And then I wish I could dunk, which is my team uh, is 8-7. and seven. And I'll definitely be 9-7 uh, and seven after this one. I'm hoping Team Palmer loses. Obviously hoping Philly Ringer loses, but he has a very good squad. But I'm feeling very good about where I'm at. We still have, what, four or five more weeks of regular season basketball left. So I think I still have a chance, and only top four in this league make it. So I think I have a really good squad. If we can stay healthy, I'm with it. And if Steph Curry comes back and actually plays on March 1st, that's still up in the air whether that's I'm just taking a chance. I don't know if he does. Victor Oladipo came back for me. He's just going to get better and better. I feel very good about my squad. And this is something I wanted to discuss, and it goes on all fantasy levels. It doesn't matter if you're playing baseball, hockey, basketball, football, whatever. This is why I stress to people all the time, you have to get involved in active leagues. Kevin and I, unfortunately, are not in an active league, which is a disadvantage. It's a disadvantage all around. I don't care what anybody tells you. Um, And I put my money in it. Kevin put his money in it. So there's reasons for that. And that's why, uh, you know, for me, this was uh, an investment. You know, I, 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 I did it this year so that I could get better over the coming years for a real fantasy basketball league because this ain't it. You know what I mean? And the reason why I say that you need to be in active leagues is because, and, and luckily for me, I, Kevin isn't in my division, but back-to-back weeks, Kevin is playing a non-active player. So those are two easy wins for him. Now, if I'm if, if one of my opponents that I'm trying to get into the playoffs has that schedule lined up, it's not fair. It's not fair. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? So that's where, you know, that and that occurs in every sport. I had it in my baseball league. There were non-active players. And that makes you, it's easier to game plan for the following week when you play somebody that is active because you can make the correct roster moves. In NBA, um, I've noticed it in a fast time. I'm making moves daily or, uh, you know, within, we only have seven moves within a week, but I'm making moves often. And sometimes if I know, if I'm if I was playing the guys that you were playing back-to-back, I would kind of prepare for the week following, 
line up my players for that week as opposed to this one because I know I don't got to sweat this week. I'm already up by like 700 points. And you're so good. You, know, you don't have to play. That's where, you know, Kevin has an advantage this week. A grateful uh, for me, I'm I'm glad Kevin isn't in my division. That I already look at my schedule um, going into it, and that's where, again, it's a disadvantage for for me because in the last one, two, three, four weeks, I only play one of those non-active teams. So whereas the other players might might not. And I play you and one of the best teams left in the league. So that that's a disadvantage for me. That's why you need to be involved in active leagues, no matter what fantasy sport you play in. But enough of just that's just a fantasy overall thing. Um, sticking to you know, getting back to basketball. Uh, right now I'm sitting nine and six. If the season were to end today, uh, I think I'm in the playoffs. I don't know. I have to I have to check. I'm going to look at that right now. It was last week, but somebody else won. And no. Yes, I am. I would be the fourth seed. Uh, that's another thing, too. I, I, I'm kind of befuddled how we have 12 teams and only four teams make the playoffs. <laughs> that, that is very disappointing. And I'm a, I'm, a real, I'm a real fantasy player. My money is on the line here. So if you got 12, of, you got to have six. I yeah, want to come on, man. We I wanted to have uh, eight in our in our um, listener league because we had 16. Right. It just doesn't work for the for the format for the uh, NFL playoffs unless you play to week 17, which we're not. That's right. You can't do that. Um, so I'm sitting nine and six. And um, I was able to dodge the Steph Curry injury bug bomb that I, uh, you know, witnessed early in the year. And uh, I went through a lull of like a two-week span where I almost gave up like what I normally would do back in the day. But I told myself for the podcast, for the listeners, for next year, not for this year because we're we're building. Right now we're like a, we're like a train just, just getting started. Yep. You know what I mean? We're, we, we just started the race here at the first pick pot. Like the gun just sounded and we're in a marathon. And we ain't even at the first mile yet. So I'm trying to get better for the listeners for not only for now, but for next year and the year after. And I said, I gotta I gotta get in tune with this for now. And I started doing that and I'm sitting nine and six in the playoffs if the season ended today. I got a tough matchup this week. I am playing an active player. Um but um, you know, trying to trying to truck through it. A couple things I noticed in, in fantasy early is that people they don't look ahead, man. Uh, I, I, I focus on that a lot, looking ahead, looking at schedules. It's something I've been able to um, pounce on, you know what I mean, as far as waiting for players. Like, for example, Rui Hachimura uh, went to uh, University of Gonzaga, plays for the Washington Wizards. He was injured. I knew he was coming back. I wanted to pick him up, but I didn't do it. You know why? He only has two games this week from the point where he came back from his injury. Right. He has two games this week. I was willing to have somebody else take the chance and pick him up knowing it was, mind you, it's it's Thursday. There's three more days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three more, actually, and today. Four more days left in the week, and he only has one game left. Right. I'm not going to take a guy and on a team that's all jumbled up with a bunch of players you don't know who's playing. I'm not going to take that chance. And meanwhile, my opponent picked him up. That's cool with me. You know what I'm saying? There was an earlier in the week. I wanted to pick up a player. I wanted to pick up somebody on Monday who was playing. The Chicago Bulls were playing. The Bulls played on Monday, and then they didn't have a game again until Thursday. To me, that's a disadvantage. I'm not going to take a guy now that only has a game on Monday, Thursday, and then again Saturday, and that's it for the week. Three games this week. Hold on one second. This just in. Miami-Memphis focus on two-team Andre Iguodala trade with Heat Thunder unable to reach agreement with Danilo Gallinari. Okay, so it's just going to be them two. It's just going to be them two, yeah. and Jay Crowder and Hill from Memphis will also be going 
to Miami within that trade. I like Jay Crowder to Miami. I think that's huge. I think that's a big deal for them just to add to that. And I think Danilo staying keeps OKC in the conversation in the West, and they keep them. That keeps them really good. ATS. Yeah. No, I I agree there. <laughs> but go ahead. You can get back into fantasy. I just wanted to let you know that. No, I'm just what I wanted to focus on is, is if you're playing fantasy basketball, look ahead, man. That's that's just the one thing I want to say. I focus on that a lot. There are times I'd actually would take a less of a skilled player on the waiver wire because the one I'm picking up is in a back-to-back situation. You know what I mean? And you get, in my mind, um, let's just I'm just throwing out names there. Dante DiVincenzo, he's a guy that sits on the waiver wires in a lot of leagues. I, I've kind of looked into that. Um, whereas, though, I might take a guy like, I don't know, uh, Jeremy Grant, who's playing two games back-to-back over Dante DiVincenzo, who might only have one game today and then not another game until Saturday, where Grant has two games back-to-back. I pick him up because I'm getting two di- two games of worth in two days, and then I'll drop him and pick somebody else up. Right. Uh, Kevin spoke about it before. I'm like a day trader, and I adapted that, that same kind of uh, philosophy in fantasy basketball, and it's been working so far. And I don't have a superstar. I lost my first-round pick. Um two weeks into the season, which was Steph Curry. My next best player is Julius Randle of the Knicks. Um, and he's pretty consistent, but he he's not a he's a star. He's not a superstar. Exactly. I don't have a superstar on my team. Right. That so, I do have. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know if you I don't know if you see Jimmy Butler as a superstar. I, do. I think he is. I have two of yeah. them. So you know, like uh, I have three three Heat players. I have three Boston Celtics players. And I thought this was bad to start the year. And they're both really good basketball teams. So if you have three players on really good basketball teams, especially when you have one team coming in, it's a game of runs. You have your first team who runs the first 10 minutes or first eight minutes of the game. Then you have your second team come in. You see how coaches, like everybody's going to get their minutes. It's just how they balance it in a day. Everybody's going to get their shots, especially for the guys that I have. I have Bam Adebayo and also Dragic who comes in for 28 minutes a game. So it actually worked out and I, I stuck with it. And I'm more of a, a draft and kind of I want what I drafted I drafted this way purposely for a reason if it fails I'll make a move but so far I think sticking with it because I could have got James Harden I could have got some other players I'm pleased with the setup of my team and I'm going to ride it out and if somebody comes up to me with a trade that makes sense I will certainly consider I'm not a you know I'm not a knucklehead but um I'm fine with where I'm at yeah and that's something you do in football as well you kind of draft and, and, and keep your squad i like a point though there's something you brought up i adapt I, I would love to adapt that that same philosophy in the into the nba for myself unfortunately my team don't doesn't look like that but i like that you said you had you have guys on good teams that's something i love to do in fantasy football i think it's a it's a it's a under underappreciated thing that people don't look at it's a misconception I like team. I like guys on good teams because they play better. And when the comes push comes to shove, they need the wins. When you got guys on teams that don't really give a cramp, they're going to take games off. They're going to not play as hard because the games don't mean as much. And when I look at that, that's a concern for me in on, on fantasy basketball. Again, I'm this is my first year playing. I did one years ago, but I did not pay attention. I and I don't even remember how long ago it was that I played. Um just to tell you guys a funny story, quick, I I dropped so many players, and I just started picking up white people just to make just to be funny. My whole team was white <laughs> Frank guys. Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, I had all white dudes on my team back then. No, back then it was worse though, because it was like Dirk and like I don't even know. Well, well, Dirk is well, Dirk <laughs> one of the greatest one. of all he was time. My, he was my superstar, and then I had a bunch of like you know bums underneath it. Okay, but I look at my roster, bro, and it's not. I have like three guys that play on playoff teams. The one thing I will say though against that, I prefer a bad player in NBA 
versus versus a bad player in the NFL. You mean well, a, a good player a, a, a on a bad team? A good player on a bad team in NBA over that because... I had that with Julius Randle. Right. He is the only guy on the Knicks, which is which is cool. I mean, not the only... Yeah, he is. He's one... He is. He's the only guy. Because there's only five players, and he's going to get the baskets. So, you know, so he's going to give you the stats no matter what. But you also do prefer guys on better teams, so I'm with you on that. Yeah, 100%. Um, But, yeah, we just want to spend a little five minutes there on on our uh, fantasy stuff there. And we're going to try to get more involved with fantasy uh, as the year goes. And next year, next year, I'm 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 already looking forward to next year. This year, I'm trying to hope to make things happen. you know, and hope I play some of them dead teams so I can get a spot in the playoffs. Uh, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough uphill battle for me. With, with, I'm playing with the MB, MBDL team here. Yeah, and I, I'm still I'm making it happen right now. I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop and my team to fall apart. But um, you got anything else, Kev? Before we close out this uh, NBA episode, I'm good. We can close this one out. Are you gonna give anybody anything tonight, or not enough homework yet? Uh, I'm be real. Uh, it, it's almost it's noon. I haven't done enough work. NBA cards looking sketchy today too. It's not the best. They do that on purpose because it's the NBA trade deadline. Um, however, uh, I'm, I might be putting out a, a pick and roll uh, episode. I'm gonna try to at least um, for today. Again, I don't love the NBA card. I do have a lean though. I'll tell you I just now. I'm looking at the Orlando Magic laying two and a half minus two and a half in New York. I'm going to tell you all right now. This is without any homework. And I dive when I dive into my homework. Yeah, you've seen it. The proof's in the pudding. If the Knicks make a move, they're trying to move Morris. If they move him, that line is going to skyrocket. He is the number two player on the Knicks while R.J. Barrett is not playing. There, I even saw talks of Julius Randle get moved. I hope I don't know why they would do that. I hope that's not the case. But they're trying to move somebody of significance because there ain't nobody else on, uh, that anybody else wants on the Knicks. I saw them trying to move Kevin Knox. I don't know if that's going to even matter or whatever. But if they do move somebody, the Magic line is going to skyrocket up. There might be some value taking the Magic right now. But again, that's just off of the hopes and and maybe inclination that the Knicks move somebody. If they don't, you're going to get stuck with the not-so-good Orlando Magic team on the road laying points. I don't know. Even as bad as the Knicks are, I don't love it. But I think I'm going to throw a lunch bet on it, Kev, because uh, I'm, I think the Knicks are going to make a move. And if they do, there's going to be people missing for tonight's game in New York. I'm with it. I got nothing else for this one, man. I think we're going to come at you right before the NBA weekend, which is not this weekend, but next weekend. So we'll maybe give you a nice, a nice little all-star game pod talking about the players that are there, the starters, the reserves. That all came out last week, but I prefer to address it right before. We prefer to address it right before the weekend. And um, so we'll come at you with that. And then our normal NBA conversation next week. No, maybe maybe we start some MLB previewing. Maybe talking about some of the stuff that happened this week. Twenty nine days. Twenty nine days, man. Maybe we can twenty nine days till pitches and catches report. Start getting some MLB pods in. So, <laughs> so we'll see. Go ahead, get you the spiel, Vinny Goombots. You know the deal. I'm closing out with the spiel. I'm your boy Vinny Goombots. Listen to the First Pick Podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter or Instagram at v i n n y g o o m b o t s. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the First Pick Pod. Uh, please check us out on social media. We put up all kinds of great content. It's a good way to get in, co- in contact with me and Big Kev. Take us out. At BiggestBoss76 on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Apple iTunes. Well, 
Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. I got to say that from now on. I'm so used to saying it that way. I'll get used to it, though. Hit us up. If you can't get us there, get us on Twitter. You should be able to get us there. But we put up links on Twitter to our episodes. Go on there, subscribe, rate, review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Keep hitting us up. Those reviews are huge. Put it in. All you got to do is type in Great Pod. Or if you like something specific about it or a certain part about it, just throw it up there. You like the new pick and roll Vinny Goombats is doing. He's giving out winning picks. 2-0-1 and in the last one. Hit that, us that's up. no losers by the way <laughs> give, give us some help give us some help though we appreciate you thanks for making us your first big podcast